0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start so let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray.
2: All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101. I am joined with Jason Roundsville from Pope and Young. Jason, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Dylan. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. So tell me, um, you had an interesting week uh, weekend this weekend on the on a duck hunt tell me about that man
1: oh man it's uh you know (laughs) things things don't always go exactly how you're uh, expecting them to go so you uh, adapt overcome improvise and somehow make it back and that's um, one of my one of my mottos is any day you make it back to the boat launch is a good day and that would definitely (laughs) echo for this weekend
2: I have, a. Uh, I found myself, I found myself paddling with some, with some cane before, you know, that's all I had. And I had to make it work. So,
1: yeah, this is, this is not the first time it's happened. It just hasn't happened to me in a couple of decades now. So,
2: <laughs> well, before we jump in, man, tell me, uh, tell me your role there at Pope and Young. Uh, what all you do, how long you've been there, uh, how'd you get there? Uh, just tell us about yourself, man.
1: You bet. Well, I've been, you know, started off, been in the conservation industry for for a number of years, over 20 years, and I uh, worked with another organization, Ducks Unlimited. You might have heard of them. And this opportunity came about for Pope and Young, oh, it's just about two and a half years ago. And to come on as their executive director, uh, met with the, their board of directors, and, and they had a lot of really good um, ideas. And it looked like they really wanted to to go a direction that I could get behind. And as a lifelong bow hunter, you know, 30 years doing that, it it just seemed like a good fit. And so far it has been, it's been a good run. We've made some, some really good strides. We've changed some stuff up and I like the direction that we're headed. So it's pretty exciting.
2: Absolutely. Now, before we, uh, before we jump in to really talk about the club and, uh, all the details behind the club, let me give a quick thank you to my friends over at Three Rivers Archery. Um, they they are your one stop shop for anything you need traditional wise. Um, they have and better better than that. Um, there's one thing about being uh, a shop that sells the equipment, but there's another thing about being a shop that uses the equipment so they can inform you about the equipment. I recently called, uh, customer service and just said, Hey, this is the bow I'm shooting. Uh, this is the poundage I'm shooting. Uh, what do I need? And they, within minutes, had me set up with arrows and on their way to my door. Um, same day shipping. I mean, just an absolute, um, incredible place to shop for anything traditional archery. Uh, so go check out Three Rivers Archery. Now, uh, I know Three Rivers is a good friend of Pope and Young as well. So we share that in common. Um, they are. Now let's break down I just want to start with attacking the elephant in the room and that is Pope and Young is only a record book. You bet. Tell me about Pope and Young and how it is so much more than just a record book.
1: You know, Pope and Young is has there are a number of things. One of the things we're probably the most known for is our record book. We are the keeper of the records for, for all North American big game taken with a bow and arrow. So if you're chasing that big buck, um, you know, we're, we're the ones you come to if you get him with a bow and I tease, I tease the Boone and Crockett guys a little bit. Cause I, I, I say, well, we're a hunting organization. They're like, well, yeah, so are we. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so, well, if I hit it with my car, will you take it? And they're like, they kind of growl at me and say, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but uh, no, it's it's all, they're great partners as well, and, and we do a lot with them. So I'm glad to have them. But it's what we do. Records is one of the things we do. We also, were are a membership organization. We have a number of members from, from all over the world, actually, join the ranks. And a lot of people first come to us when they shoot their first book animal. And so what we try to do is keep people on, we, is is Join when you get your book, Animal, even though you don't have to have something in the book to be a member. A lot of our members don't. But what a lot of people don't know about the club is that we're constantly out there doing other things on behalf of bow hunting in North America and abroad. When you look at, um, you know, we're the bow hunting organization that goes to the North American Wildlife Council meetings and we're the bow hunting organization that when legislation comes up for you know either nationally or or in in some cases regionally or state levels we're the ones that that people typically come to for input and so i would say we have stuff coming across our desk i pretty much every week Regarding legislation or, you know, do we support this or do we support that? And it's pretty nice when we're making that decision to have the singleness of purpose. And we literally look at it in one light. Is this good for bow hunting and bow hunters? If it is, then we're for it. If it's not, then we're not for it. And, and that's that's kind of nice to have because most organizations just don't have the ability to just be one single you know that that's our only thing and so we're working constantly on behalf of bow hunters every day to support and protect and keep the seasons that that we've got right now and, and expand them where appropriate you know Dylan one of the things that that I never realized, Having been a bow hunter for 30 years, and I just happened to be in the state of Oregon, you know, when I started bow hunting, there was a season. And to me, it was very desirable because the, the rifle season was, I think, nine days. Bow season went almost a month. And so it just gave me more opportunities to be in the field. And I had just taken for granted that, oh, well, gee, there's a bow season. There's always been a bow season. And that's, in fact, not the case. I think a lot of people don't realize that Pope and Young was started part of our initial, you know, what we were there for. Our mission was to prove the lethality of taking big game with a bow and arrow so that we could get archery seasons across the country. And I I think a lot of people don't realize that. I didn't. I took it for granted for years and years. Now all of a sudden I realized, wow, there was a lot that went into us being able to have a separate season just for a bow and arrow.
2: Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people, if there if there was one negative connotation that came along with Pope and Young, it would be, well, I, man, I don't shoot big deer. I, I, I go out twice, two weekends a year, and and I'm going to shoot whatever I see, man. And so why do I need to support, uh, this group that, that just promotes huge deer? And I'm like, well, first off, um, 125 inches for minimum isn't by any means a monster. It's a mature whitetail. I mean, it's not, it's not a, a 160, 170. They're not promoting, you know, shooting, shooting 200 inch deer or, or you're a bad hunter. but. They work to to fight for us as bow hunters, you like to go out and hunt two weekends a year. That's all you have time for, man. I would be supporting Pope and Young that way uh you still get to hunt those two weekends when the time comes um, yes so so I, I would just say, you know if you don't shoot huge deer, that doesn't mean that Pope and Young doesn't support you um I think that's that's where the line is drawn is they think, well, I have to have you know. I have to have deer in the Pope and Young record book and I have to shoot monsters every year or Pope and Young has nothing to offer me. Um and, and I would just say that's false because from the beginning and like Jason said um the record book was for no other reason, well, the main reason like Jason said was to show legislation that hey, mature whitetails can be taken with an archery equipment. And, and the only reason I think the only reason I think you know that 125 mark was put on there is because you know, most deer have to be at least, I'd say two years old to be a 125, uh, two and a half years old to be 125. So, uh, we can, in fact, harvest mature, full grown whitetail with archery equipment.
1: Absolutely. And, and we're, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like any organization we have, we have some guys in our club that are, you know, they're out there day after day and, uh, you know, one in particular, I think he hunted for one particular deer for 20 some days last year, finally got it. And it was a monster. Um, but that doesn't take away from the guy who has two weekends. I mean, uh, Absolutely. you know, I, I'm out there and, and I'd love to say, man, I'm, I'm the best bow hunter. I mean, right now I'm the best bow hunter in the room, but that's cause I'm sitting in my office alone. But, um, <laughs> You know, it's it's one of those things where we have a lot of lot of very accomplished guys. We have guys who've gotten all 29 species with a bow, which just blows my mind. And then, but we're not against the guy who wants to go out and and hunt for fun. We're that guy too. Uh, we're not going to probably put my fork and horn in the record book, but it, it doesn't mean that that's not a trophy to you. And so... That's the thing is is the the definition of a trophy lies within the person who's who's taking that particular animal
2: absolutely man hundred percent and you know for the record book we have a
1: minimum and for white tail it's 125 but that does not mean that if you go out and shoot a buck that's 118 or 123 that that may not be a, a more memorable hunt for you um. You know, I, I'm going to, I have a quick story that I'd like to share is I, I was hunting, this was a few years ago, hunting with a very accomplished mule deer guy. I mean, this guy has two of the top 50 mule deer ever taken in the state of Oregon with a bow and arrow. He's, you know, he has stuff in Pope and Young, um, very accomplished hunter. Somebody I look up to, you know, especially in the mule deer field. And we just happened to be out and he had a chance at a, you know, we were chasing around a a smaller buck and it one happened to be a forking horn and he wound up getting this deer. And at the end of the hunt, we're sitting there and we're, we're just visiting. He says, you know what? He says, that was a lot of fun. He says, sometimes the pressure on those big bucks just mounts up. he says, this was just fun. It was a, it was a good time. And he says, plus that thing's going to be great in my freezer. And, and so it doesn't mean that you can't do both. I mean, it's okay to chase those big ones. And if, if you have an opportunity, I say go for it because it's, it's great to get those photos. But it doesn't have to be just, just all about that. And, you know, it's not that the club looks down on you if you don't kill a monster buck this year. We still want you as a member. We still need you. Bowhunting needs everyone as a supporter. Because when we're going out and working on issues that affect bow hunters, it's, you know, the issues we're working on, season lengths and, you know, restrictions and different things, these don't affect just the guy getting the trophy buck or just the guy shooting. The, it affects every bow hunter. And so, you know, our, our goal, how we would like to, to, to see ourselves in the future is we want to be the voice for today's bow hunter. And we want to speak up for all bow hunters, um, and and that's that's how we see ourselves. And and there's other things that we're doing along the way. You know, we contribute to conservation programs that affect bow hunting. We've done last year. We partnered with Mule Deer Foundation and did some uh, mule deer research. And and you know, S three D A is is a group that we've done a ton of work with since they started. So there's a lot of of great organizations that we partner with to, to do things on the ground. We just, um, you know, our main goal is, is promoting, protecting and enhancing bow hunting opportunities.
2: I I love what you said, man, about it's okay to be both. Um, and, and used to, I had a little mentality quote, I guess. Um, and it was know your trophy. Um, and, and what I mean by that is if I'm hunting in Southern Arkansas, I'm going to shoot a 110 inch deer, no doubt. Now, if I'm hunting in Kansas in the middle of the rut and a 110 comes out, there's no way I'm shooting it. Um, if I'm hunting with my daughter and, uh, we're at her grandparents' place and a doe steps out, I'm absolutely going to put an arrow through her. I have to know my trophy inside of what hunt I'm on. And so there's, there's trophies that mean much more to me than just my biggest deer. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, absolutely. because, because of the circumstances, because of who I was with, my favorite hunting story to date was a doe. Uh, and it's cause I got to go home, uh, back to Arkansas and shoot it on my grandparents place and, and, uh, show it to my grandmother and, and say, Hey, you know, I just shot this off your, off your property. And, and to see her light up and to see my grandpa say, Oh, you barely even shot her bad shot. You know I mean? Just like grandpas do. <laughs> um, to, to get to have that memory with my grandparents, uh, I know I'll hold on to it, uh, long after they're gone. That doe is one of my favorite hunting stories and, and it's not a big buck. It's not, it wasn't, you know, some, some cool travel trip across, across the country. And I mean, it was a doe at my, my grandparents place in Arkansas. Um, but I, I love that man, that, that you can be both. Uh, I promise you, like I'm headed to, to, uh, Texas in January for a late season hunt. And, and, and I'm not going to be too picky. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm hunting for one week. I don't get to go back and hunt. So I have a tag. I'm going to use that tag. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. So so I'm going to use that tag. Um, so I, I love that, man. Now, now, yeah, if I'm hunting in Kansas where I get to hunt all season long and uh, manage my properties, I mean, I passed on a, a 130 yesterday, um, watched it, watched it walk by, but but I've got a 160 in there that I want to shoot, so um, I'm going to be more picky, and I'm going to be a trophy hunter. But then when I head home for Thanksgiving in, in Arkansas and hunt with my dad, man, I'm going to I'll plug a 115 and uh, and I'll do it happily. So Jason, not only um, does Pope and Young uh, have a huge footprint in the archery industry um, and in the archery world, and in for bow hunters all across the world. Um, they also have a huge connection with Fred Bear. Uh, tell me a little bit about that connection.
1: Absolutely, and and I hope I do it justice because it's it's a very integral part of who we are. You know, Fred Bear was an early member of the club, um, and, and I'm just trying to think of all the ways that, that we have a connection. You know, we have a full-size replica of his um hunting cabin out in front of our museum there in Chatfield, Minnesota. Um, And that's, that's exactly what it, what it is. It was recreated from, you know, the original photographs of, of his cabin up there inside the museum. We have a section that's just devoted to, you know, Fred bear and bear archery. We also have a diorama of him inside standing in front of his cabin. So um, a lot of connections there are, the trust fund for Pope and young, it's actually called the Fred bear society. He was the, he actually, I believe gave us our very first gift to start the Pope and young trust fund. So, um, a lot of, of very deep connections there between bear, Fred bear and, and, uh, the Pope and young club.
2: And for right reasons, um, when you think iconic names in hunting, um, you know you think Fred Bear and you think Pope and Young. So for for good reasons are they are they well connected? I would say. And and you know Bear Archery's new um, new motto and new um, it's so much more than a hashtag, but it's something that that actually means something to people is the Fred Bear way. And uh, you know I believe that that Pope and Young lives the Fred bear way. And that's promoting archery, uh, for everybody to everybody, uh, protecting the sport of archery. So I would say, man, uh, that there's no better, uh, representation of what Pope and young stands for, uh, other than Fred bear.
1: Yes. One one of the legends for sure.
2: Absolutely. Um, I do have a question for you. You said, uh, you know, things get brought to you and you say, do you support this and do you not support this? And if it's good for bow hunting, we support it. Uh, do you have an example of what you like, what, what you mean by that?
1: Um, you know, we, we were asked to sign on. The most recent one was with the delisting of the wolves is, you know, that was brought to us and, you know, Pope and Young, do you support the delisting of, of wolves as an endangered species? And that was good for bow hunting. So we supported that. And we applaud the the steps that we're taking on that, so yes, so that would be you know one example that's just happened recently is is what's our stance on that? We took one, and you know it's it's it may not be every single member across the country agrees with us, but overall for bow hunting that that was a win, so that would be one thing most most recently
2: now do you guys help with like um you know, setting state minimum poundages and, and things of that sort? Um, you know, I think
1: historically we have done some of that and I, we got a, a well-deserved bad reputation for being the equipment police. Oh, you, you can use this, you can't use that. And, oh, it has to be, you know, this, this many pounds or that much let off, or it can't be this long. And so we had a lot of restrictions Our current board is really, um, they want to focus on the hunt, not so much whether you've got a, you know, 80 or 85% let off. It's some of those things aren't, aren't an issue. Um, you know, but I know back in the day they were, and, and some of the things we've gotten a little bit of a black eye on because we didn't support when we maybe should have. And so we're working through that to get, the right balance for Pope and young, the right balance for what we feel is, you know, ethical bow hunting and, um, but not to be so restrictive that, that it eliminates people. We want to include people. We want to include bow hunters. And so that's, that's something that we're working on is not, not to just be the equipment police.
2: Now I said, if there was one negative thing in people's minds about Pope and young, it would be, uh, you know, the, the whole monster buck mentality. Um, but yeah, I did. I mean, I've ran into people that said, uh, well, dude, I shoot lighted knocks. So why would I sp- support Pope and young? And I'm like, slow down, man. Cool off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're all been out of shape. Uh, I don't even think you guys are against, um, lighted knocks. Are you?
1: No, we're not lighted knocks are acceptable.
2: And I'm like, slow down. You're all been out of shape for, for what? I mean, and and here's the thing, man. Uh, everybody that's listening to this podcast is probably a bow hunter. That's why you're listening to bear archery's podcast. Bow hunters are the most like, um, uh, what I want to say here? Um, gimmicky people in the world, um, and brand loyal to like their last dying breath. Listen, I could care stinking less if you shoot a Hoyt Matthews crossbow recurve compound. I don't care what you shoot, what you hunt with. Just go out and hunt and enjoy it. If you choose to use lighted knocks, or if you don't choose to use lighted knocks, I could care less, man. Just go out and love the sport of archery. Go out and love being out in the woods with your bow in hand and and shooting deer and shooting elk and shooting turkeys and shooting you know whatever it else it is you chase with your bow just go out and enjoy it quit worrying so much about who shoots what or what they shoot or man last year there was so much just buzz and hype about this celebrity went there that celebrity went here this celebrity went there i got well it looks like i'm selling my this bow and buying this bow i'm like man just love shooting like just just enjoy the sport of archery. Uh, but archers are so, which I, I must commend you. Um, when you find something you like, you you stick up for it. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to put other people down because of what they choose to shoot or what they choose not to shoot. So I would just say, um, go out and enjoy the sport of archery and make it simple again. Which I, I believe Pope and Young um, stands for that. I believe Pope and Young stands to be the voice of we don't care what, what what bow you shoot. We don't care what poundage you shoot. We don't care if you shoot lighted and ox or not. We don't care if you shoot deer over 125. We don't care. Just go out and enjoy hunting. Just go out and enjoy bow hunting. And in the meantime, we'll be behind you supporting you. We'll be behind you fighting for your rights. We'll be behind you um, as, as the conscience and the voice of bow hunters today. We'll be here for you. Um, am I correct in saying that, Jason? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's, that's how we feel. It's, it's, you know, we have a few, few uh, bow manufacturers that, that support us. And, and so obviously, you know, we want to see those guys do good, but, but ultimately we want people to enjoy the sport. We want people to, you know, archery is one of those things that is literally 12 months a year, 365 days. You know, it's, it's not something, you know, I, I can go out and, and pick up a, my 300 or, or my Benelli 12 gauge, and I'm going to pick that thing up and it's going to shoot exactly where it's supposed to shoot every time with, with a bow it's, you know, there's guys that are that good, but for the vast majority of us, you know, we need to be practicing throughout the year. And, you know, I, I had a friend recently pick up archery and, and bow hunting. And, and I said, Hey, you know what? You shoot six arrows a day that that's all I'm going to ask. And of course you can't, once you get out there and start shooting, you want to shoot and shoot and shoot. But that's the thing is it gives you an opportunity to do something year round rain or shine for the entire family. I mean, I have seen, you know, I was at a 3d shoot this summer and I mean, there were little kids flinging arrows out there at the targets and it was great. You know, I mean, you don't want to get stuck behind them because then they're looking for arrows for 20 minutes, but um, <laughs> it was still fun to watch and neat to see and, and it, literally entire families out there enjoying the sport of archery together.
2: Now that right there is exactly um, like you said, uh, we have you, Pope and young has companies that, that supports you guys. So you want to see them succeed. Uh, what you just said is exactly why I choose bear archery. Every company in the world makes good bows today. You're not going to buy a, a, a brand new bow and it be bad. I promise you that. Um, but what you just said about about archery is why I love bear archery. That it, that it's for everybody. Um, that it's 365 days a year. You know, like I mean, I've talked about this probably every episode. But with bear archery's new 2020 2021 catalog. There was a new bow for literally everybody, for the diehard bow hunter who's hunted their entire life, for the five-year-old boy who's getting his first bow for Christmas, for my wife, for my nine-year-old, my four-year-old. There's new bows coming out for, for everybody, and that's why I love bear archery, and that's why I love Pope and Young. Because we don't want to exclude anybody from the sport of archery, we don't want to put down anybody from the sport of archery. You're all welcome here. You're all. We all want you to join us in in this pursuit of bow hunting. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a 365 day a year sport that we get to enjoy. Um, I try to, I try to wake up every single morning and shoot my bow. Um, I hate it with the time change because. Uh, I head to the gym about five 30 in the morning. Uh, and when the time hasn't changed, I can get home and the sun be up and I can shoot. Um, uh, but when the, when the time has, you know, fallen back or whatever, uh, or sprung forward, uh, then it doesn't get light until eight o'clock. Well, by that time I'm already in the office working. So, uh, the time change kind of messes me up there, but that's what I enjoy doing at least. Uh, before we go, Jason, I do got to give a quick thank you uh, to, to some of our other friends um, at Selway Archery. Now, Selway makes traditional quivers, um, and they make some of the most fantastic traditional quivers. Every friend I know uh, who shoots a recurve, uh, has a Selway quiver on their bow. They are fantastic. And better than that, they even make some bear archery branded quivers. So if you are getting into traditional archery, which is me, I'm just now breaking into that realm. Just now trying to dive into that. Um, I hope to, I made this declaration, um, several podcasts back, uh, but I hope to shoot a deer in 2021 with my recurve. That's my goal. Uh, not this year, mainly because like I told you, Jason, I'm chasing after that, that probably 165 here in Kansas. So, um, but next year I do want to shoot a deer with my recurve. And so if you're just now breaking into the sport of traditional archery, um, and you're looking at quivers, I would highly recommend you to check out Selway because they make some fantastic quivers. Now, before we go, Jason, send us off, uh, with a super awesome bow hunting story you got for us.
1: Oh man. Um, you know, here's one from this year. I I took a a few days to go elk hunting with a buddy of mine, and I was sitting in a ground blind, and uh, had had some elk come in. I was sitting on a water tra- water tank in a uh, patch of quakey aspens, and uh, I'm sitting there, and I had a little calf elk walk up and look. I don't know, it was maybe six feet away from me, and I I'm sure it couldn't see me, but it to me looked like it was looking right in the blind at me. And, uh, so right after that, there were a few elk around and I, I hadn't seen the whole herd, but there were a few elk here and there and, and back behind me, I heard some brush. So I turn around and and if you've hunted a ground blind, it's a little bit tricky with the chair in there and, and to get the windows situated. So I'm, I'm on my knees trying to be as quiet as I can opening windows getting the chair out of my way and there was a spike bull just about 25 yards behind me back through these this patch of of quakies and i told myself i was going to wait for a branch bull and i was like even even then that spike was kind of tempting because i just had a few days to hunt so i'm like you know spike could look really good in my freezer and about the time i decided to let him go here comes this this raghorn five point And he came in and and provided me a good shot about 32 yards between some trees and, and, uh, put a, put a good solid arrow into him. And as he's over there, standing there, you know, getting ready to lay down out walks the big six point. And so, (laughs) so that was a good one. That was a, uh, that was the story. Um, right. As soon as I get an arrow into a bull, here comes the one that I actually wanted walking out of the woods. And so, um, you know, it's all those guys out there that have the patience. Here's a situation where you would have been right. And I just look at it and man, there's been a lot of times that, that five point raghorn would have, would have made my entire elk season. So I was, uh, a little bit disappointed that I hadn't gotten the bigger one, but at the same time, pretty excited that, that I did get a branch bowl and, and had a, had a good opportunity to get out there. So.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Steve Rinello, I loves it. says never pass up, uh, on the first day, which you'd be happy to shoot on the last day. Um, there's been a lot of times, man, where I tell myself, I'm going to hold out for a bigger one. Well, a bigger one never comes. And then I find myself thinking, God, I wish I would have shot that other one. Um, so never pass up, man, what you'd be happy to shoot at the end. Um, yes. that's a, that's a rule that I, I like to live by. Um, and that's a really, man, I might be kicking myself, uh, at the end of this season because, uh, the property I'm, I'm hunting right now has a lot of good deer. Um, and I've passed up several good bucks and uh, hopes, uh, that this, this, uh, that what I, I call him boss hog and hope he'll in hopes that he'll show up. Uh, I've started to get daylight pictures of him now. So, uh, now that it's the rut, uh, Tuesday morning, um, he showed up at, at 8 a.m. Um, no daylight pictures since. So, uh, here's to hoping, but.
1: Absolutely. That's what keeps us going day after day after day.
2: Now I do need one more thing from you. I need, um, I need a field note that you have, that you have jotted down and learned over the years. Um, just a quick, easy little tip, um, that I can keep in my back pocket and, and pull from my arsenal, um, next time I need it. So, uh, what would be the one little lesson that you've learned, uh, over the years that, that people need to, to remember?
1: Man, I would say on, on something like that, confidence leads to patience.
0: That's
1: and it's very simply, if, if you believe it's going to happen, then you can sit there for the eight hours a day that it may take to make it happen. And I've seen that. I've seen it in bow hunting. I've seen it in, in waterfowling. I've seen it in so many different things where you know, sometimes you start getting antsy. And if you believe, if you know it, you have that chance. And it's not that it's gonna happen every day, but if you just need that one chance. And, uh, like you say, you know, you're getting pictures of your buck on, on the camera in daylight. Now it's, you just need that one opportunity at him.
2: Absolutely. And that's my dad always tried to instill into me, always act as though, and always trick yourself into thinking, uh, that there's a deer just right. I mean, if you're in a blind, you know, uh, the outside of your blind, or if you're in a tree stand, just right around that little thicket, there's a deer standing right there and you're about to see him. Um, if you trick yourself into thinking that, then it, it makes you sit still, makes you be quiet, makes you stay there longer, makes you not as hungry, not as thirsty. Um, because you remember, well, I can't leave yet because there's a deer just right around this corner, right around the bend. And I'm about to see him. He's about to step out and it's going to come make it happen. A uh, man, uh, the one time I really had to make myself, uh, have confidence. Uh, I went to hunt. Uh, with some of my friends from SNS Archery in Idaho, and we were chasing bears around. And uh, for a for a, a, a midwestern boy from the state of Kansas, I live at about twelve hundred uh, feet of elevation. They we get out of the pickup at seven thousand, <laughs> and uh, and we just start hiking. Man, I mean we're we get out of the truck. Uh, we say, hey man, you know how was your drive? Man, it was good. All right, let's pack in. I'm like, whoa, okay, let's do it. Uh, so we get out and we start hiking, and we put in like 47 miles in the first uh, five days, I think. And it literally, I had to just tell myself at the top of every peak, "I'm about to see a bear. It's about to happen. Just keep going, <laughs> just keep going." Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love that tip, and uh, and I would I would highly recommend. Um, anybody listening to hold on to that and to always keep that in your back pocket. So Jason, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me Dylan. From the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of all of Archer's hearts across America. Thank you for what you do at Pope and Young. Uh, Thank you for fighting for our rights. Thank you for standing up for our, for us as bow hunters. Uh, You know, sometimes we get the short end of the stick. Um, and so I appreciate you guys, uh, fighting for us and, and working to create new opportunities for us. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Do not forget our giveaway is coming to an end. So if you have not got entered to win our giveaway, it is a brand new 2021 redemption EKO by bear archery. It is a, a pack from Alps Outdoors, a elite membership to Onyx. A radial nano from Oz by Scentlock, and a $150 gift card to minus 33 Merino Wool. If you have not got entered to win that giveaway, head over to Bear Archery's page, find the giveaway link, go get entered to win. Make sure and subscribe to this podcast because that is one way to enter. So go get entered to win the giveaway. Don't miss that. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great week.